Hey guys, this is Lucia and welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's your girl Nicole. Hey fam, this is Sean. And, and this, this is Breaking, Breaking the, the Cycle. cycle. discretion is advised hey guys on this episode we will be discussing the topic of parents ain't shit no they ain't hmm. no they ain't all roads lead to home always all right so you want to start um yeah we can talk about that episode um on grownish where they were the episode basically focused on um, mental health and raising awareness about mental health. And my question is, do you think there's a direct correlation between young people's attitudes towards mental health or the, rec- or the lack of recognition for mental health in relation to the way in which they were raised? Yes, that that I believe that that's a direct correlation. Um, I think that there's a stigma within our community in which we don't discuss feelings and we brush them off as if it's a thing or something to be afraid of or that you should not discuss. Case in point, raising your son... He falls, you tell him to brush it off, put some dirt on it, put yep. some uvo on it, <laughs> E-V-O-O, whatever okay. you want, and keep it moving. You tell him to man up and, you know, blah, 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 instead of allowing him to have his moment where he can cry. And you still tell him it's going to be okay, but allow him to express his feelings. I don't think that they should be um, not discussed or not expressed or held in because that in turn turns into something else when he becomes an adult. Then that becomes anger, frustration, etc. So moving past that one example, do you think that happens more frequently with a lot of other issues or a lot of other topics? Um, no, mental health is always, in my experience, mental health has always been that thing that we don't discuss. We laugh at other people when we say, oh, they're going to see a doctor or, you know, they're going to see a psychiatrist or a therapist, et cetera. You laugh at them. Or at least we did when we were younger. We laughed at people that, that went to therapy and sought out those types of things, um, help talking about feelings. It's like, Oh, why you want to do that? And, you know, I I don't, I didn't understand it then and I still don't understand it now. But after going through therapy, I'm trying to figure out why everybody isn't in therapy. Because we all kind of fucked up in our own way. (laughs) We are. Sometimes, not always. Sometimes. Sometimes. I agree. I, I, I definitely agree. But what I'm saying is, do you think that the lack of education from a parent to a child where that's concerned do you think 
that mental health is just one aspect you think it happens with relationships or finances and money and the way that you carry yourself in the world, the way that you speak to other people, the way that you behave, like behave, you know what I mean? Like, like all these other traits that you should really be getting the direction from home. Do you think that that is also not happening? Which is E, all of the above. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think something happened somewhere along the way and um, parents, or maybe it never really happened. Parents don't talk to their children about certain things and children then learn them out in the street. I mean, how many friends do you have or can I have, or do you have, you know, that they didn't learn those certain things from home because their parents either weren't there or they didn't have them or, uh, you know, being raised by a grandmother or other. And some things get lost in the sauce. So then you're just, you're just out there kicking it with your friends and you just happen to learn from their experiences. Not to say that they learn from their parents, but they're sort of... Uh, a lack of, like you said, education and relationships and mental health and feelings and money management, all of those things. We just kind of dropped the ball. Um, some learned, some didn't. I don't know what happened with the ones that didn't. Maybe they just weren't given the tools, so they didn't know to give it to the children. I'm a little conflicted. Why? Because <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know if therapy is for everyone. Yes, therapy is for everyone. Therapy is for everyone. Let me go on the record and say that one more time. Therapy is on the record for everyone. Nah, I don't think it is. Here's the thing about therapy. People have this misconception about what therapy is, right? Being so through therapy, I already know what it is. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it is for everyone. Yeah, it is for everyone. Okay. We'll agree to disagree. E. Rated E for everyone. <laughs> when it comes to therapy, I see it as an opportunity to find a person a therapist that you can go and speak to and tell everything. You're basically going to unburden yourself with all of your burdens to this person. Do you have to find the answers? No. No. Will you find the answers? Absolutely not. Maybe. Maybe. Sometimes. Sometimes. You might find Sometimes. you might find some answers, but not all of the not answers. All. But the but the, going through the process of speaking, speaking it out and actually verbalizing all of the things that you don't have the courage or the strength to tell another person that you know all the all the crazy fucked up shit that's going on in your head. Speak it. You can tell them that. That's what they're there for. And they are unbiased. And that's the other thing, right. too. They are completely unbiased. Because they have no idea. So they're looking at the situation with a blank slate, and that's the purpose. Because if you do it with someone you know, they're going to be... They're, 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 the answers that they may give you to lead you where they need to lead you may be biased. So that's why it's always... I don't think even maybe. I think it is biased. Because they are coming, they are coming from a one-sided perspective, which is just yours. So they know you, and they sort of know your life. So you guys are friends. And, and so they've already they already have a perception of the situation. So they cannot effectively 
you know, give you any sort of guidance as opposed to someone else, as opposed to a therapist. I mean, that's, in my mind, that's the way that I look at it. And I think people have a contrived way of looking at therapists. So I disagree when you say you don't think therapy is for everyone. Yeah, I think everyone should go and speak it. But furthermore, back to the original point, what is it? What else are you conflicted about outside of therapy? Are you conflicted about the fact that we feel like um, those, the the behaviors that children or teenagers or even adults are showing stem from what they were taught from their childhood? Are you conflicted with that also? A little bit. Um, <clears throat> because again, it, it basically is saying that all bad behavior comes from home. In my opinion. In my opinion. Not to say that that is true. Not to say that it is not true or it is true. But um, being a parent, you know, as, as, as we've spoken about before, being a parent, it's hard, I guess, to identify in a role to say, you know, I may have done something detrimental to my son or to my children that I don't really realize until they get to a point where they're fucked up and it circles back to home. So it is a matter of taking a responsibility and being accountable, but then it's also a matter of self-accountability as well. So that's where the confliction is. Because you're right. Yeah. Agreed. Some behaviors are learned on the street. Agreed. Right. Yes. But where it leads back, why right. are they in the street right. to begin with? So it's not that we're saying it was learned at home. It's maybe lack thereof. Right. That's a failure. Mm-hmm. The lack that, thereof. that is a failure. Right. So a situation where you have a parent that spends all of their time Say, for instance, you've got a single parent and they spend all of their time working because they have to pay for the apartment, they have to pay for the school, they have to pay for the car, they have to pay the bills, they have to make sure there's food, they have to make sure there's that. Mm-hmm. So you are up at five, get the kid ready, send the kid to school, you're gone to work, and that kid goes to school, right? The kid goes to school all day, comes home at three o'clock, two thirty, three o'clock. The kid is unsupervised. From 3 until 8 when you get home. At that point, you've had a full 12, 15 hour day. And to be able to effectively parent at that point, no. Because at that time, bedtime. it's bedtime. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wash, rinse, and repeat. Do it all over again. Right. I mean, literally, right. it's, right. it's what it is. Right. So. While you, in your head, are like, yes, I have to do this because I need to be able to provide for myself and provide for this child, at the same time, you're doing this child a disservice because you're also not physically and emotionally present. I'm not saying that what you're doing is a bad thing and you should stop. I'm saying that you need to find a better way of doing it because while you're providing for them, you're also not present. So you could be killing yourself trying to make sure that this kid has the best of everything and, and still be fucked up. Y- you're you're not around you have no idea what's happening so you so at that point you cannot break any bad behavior 
that's happening. It's already learned at that point. I learned Especially a lot when children develop their personalities. I learned a lot of bad behavior on the street, which I still have today. But I could never, ever do that shit at the house. Are you kidding me? No. I knew better than that. Which is why today I can recognize, because I knew at a very, a very young age, this is a bad behavior. Hmm. I know that's a bad behavior. I will do it sometimes when I'm on the street with my friends. But Fuck sometimes, you. no. Fuck you. <laughs> it's a struggle. But I think that, you know, a lot of it does come back home. Because as a parent, you have to be present. This episode of Breaking the Cycle is brought to you by Interiors with Purpose. Serving the greater Atlanta area, Interiors with Purpose provides superior and efficient solutions in organizing, space planning, and design consultation. Visit us at, at Interiors with Purpose on Facebook and Instagram. For a free phone consultation, please contact Interiors with Purpose at gmail.com. Interiors with Purpose. Design your life one space at a time. Okay, so <clears throat> you mentioned about being a single parent. So, yeah, the single parent is out there working 12, 15 hours a day, trying to keep a roof over the child's head, mm -hmm. and clothes on their back and all of that. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that is learned, if that's what they saw their parents do, and their parents saw their parents do that, mm -hmm. then you can't really, I think it's an unfair statement to come back to say to this parent, what you're doing is wrong. No. No. That's that's where the pathology comes in. No, nah, see, that I totally disagree with. Because it started with somebody that viewed it, and then it, that started with somebody that either viewed it or didn't view it. It, it, it. That is the pathology. Right. I'm not saying it's not. But at some point, <clears throat> I will come back to this parent in this line, in this lineage, and say, you fucked up somewhere. Just because you saw it didn't mean... Just because you saw it and then you felt it, how it affected you, you turned around and then do it all over again to your child? Is that fair? Maybe it didn't affect them in a negative way. That's, they, that's what they saw when they just were growing and up. they thought it was okay. And they just thought that's part of growing up. That's what you would do. Well, yeah, to... we all, I mean, we all have that. How many, I can right, say but, that. But I mean, it's not to say... You know that they saw it as a negative thing, but when I don't think I don't right. think we're saying that it's a negative thing. No, and in, in that instance, we're not saying that it's a negative thing. We're saying that you can still fail your child even with that narrative, and it because you have, doesn't necessarily have to be negative. You have all of the best intentions. It, it, it genuinely, you're genuinely doing everything that you know how to do to be a parent. But I think. You're losing sight of the bigger picture, which is this aspect is not enough. And you're not actually raising that child. They're doing it themselves. <laughs> their friends, their experiences, the school, everything else around them is going to shape them. Because you're physically and mentally not there. Weekends come, you know, you can try to make up for it, but that's, that's not going to be enough. And this is coming from a single parent home child it's not enough and it's never going to be enough in my opinion 
Because that story is my is basically how I was raised. Because at that point, you cannot say, you're not supposed to say this, or you're not supposed to do this, and be able to explain why this behavior is unacceptable, or is not appropriate for this situation. You're, you're not around to do that. Because you are genuinely going to work, trying to do everything that you can do. And yeah, you might think in your head, man, I'm killing it. I'm killing it as a parent. But who's that phone call? But who's suffering? From the principal that says, hmm, Brody was acting up this week. And then now, then I think that's when things are put into perspective. And then that's when parents try to, but I don't oh even, gosh, what happened? But what Brody could, have been, could be acting up if he had a two-parent home that was home 24-7. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So yeah. again. So then, but then the, 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 the situation why Brody's acting up because he has two parents at home is different. It's not apples to apples. You cannot compare it because the reason that he's acting up whatever is completely different than why that's, that single parent child is acting up. It's totally different. Their situations are completely different. There might be something else going on with this child, which you cannot say is happening you know, with this other kid, it's, it's completely different. So each, so I think each one has to be taken individually, each situation, because it, it will always be different. It will always be a different situation. Okay. So if a child, okay, if you got two single parent homes, one's the dad and one's the mom, right? They right. each have a child. These kids will be completely different, mm -hmm. completely. Depending on what's, what's happening in their household. Right. So you, they can't be compared unless it's the same exact situation. And even then, it's still never going to be the same because one could take it okay and one could take it not okay. Mm -hmm. It's just going to have to... You, I mean, those are the situations just you just run into and it's like, well, I made it and he didn't. Mm -hmm. But same same scenario. But it's, it's, all, on how, it's all on how that child <laughs> makes it through, honestly. Mm -hmm. But you always hear about children, you always hear about people who find a way to make it say that there was one person that always either encouraged them or either looked out for them or either, you know, made sure they ate or had a place to go or, you know what I mean, always kind of guiding them. Because at that age, yes, you need constant supervision. Because it really, really starts at home, honestly. And I think a lot, we've lost that a lot, way, way, way back. We need to go back and find it. It's, we dropped it on the side of the road. Way, yeah, I'm talking about like way, way back. Remember that time, way, way back time? Yeah. It's back there. We need it's to go. back there. We need to go get it. Okay. Yeah, starting at home. Because I don't I think, remember the way, way back. You don't? No. no. I don't think that any of my elders in my personal life i don't know what they got okay. but mm -mm, they're not right <laughs> to this day they're not right they didn't get it somebody so, dropped the ball so you're saying they're all a little touched no not touched just can't get right <laughs> and i think i think can't get it right is different for everyone that's that's the other yeah. thing too you know because i mean if you look if you look at something simple as like 
hugging and saying I love you and encouragement and, and some some kids go their entire lives without hearing one adult say that to them. Mm. I'm so proud of you. Seriously though, I was I was actually watching an episode of Iyama Fix My Life. Iyama. Mm. Um and the daughter was <clears throat> they just kept calling her bad. She's 24 years old. They kept saying that she was bad all her life and all of this other stuff and come to find out. Her mom was a drug addict. Her dad basically wasn't really uh, emotional, emotionally available. And uh, Iyanla asked her if anybody had ever told her that she was wanted. And she said, no. 24 years of life. And she had never heard anybody say she was wanted, she was loved. Nothing. And I'm like, that to me is crazy. But then I reflect back on myself and like Lucia said, the hugs and the kisses, that that's not my experience. Right. I was not raised that way. I do it now as an adult because I started to see other people doing it. And I'm like, other people hugging, kissing their families? Like, oh my gosh, like, can we start doing that? So we started doing it. Like, we force ourselves to do it now. And it's become, you know, a part of our routine. But that is not a, it, it doesn't come second nature to someone who, who doesn't, who doesn't have that experience right. so i think right there just a hug just the encouragement from a young you know from for a young child to experience that makes a difference on how they view the world because yeah i mean the world is not hugs and kisses but at least you have a feeling of okay somebody loves me somebody cares about me so i don't need to run to the streets i don't need the gangs and the the boys and you know all of that the drugs and all of that stuff that that the world has to offer you you don't look for that you look for no i'm i'm good at home like people care about me they check in on me i think when it comes to raising children um i don't have any um but I think it is important for, you know, the, the adults to be able to articulate exactly how they're feeling so that the kid can understand, start to understand feelings and emotions. And, you know, you were saying, we were, you were saying earlier, well, what happens when you, you get that, that call at school and you have to go pick that kid up? The first thing out of that parent's mouth is, oh my God, I'm out here busting my ass all day and I still have to like take time from work and come and get you and blah, blah, and you better get your shit together and all that. No, that's, that, that's not helping. You fail. <laughs> Start again. That's not helping push anyone. The push the reset button. Because what, what, you need to, what you need to get to the root of is why? Why is this kid doing that? The kid may be doing that because this they might this might be the only time that they have an actual interaction with the parent. Yeah, I've I've heard stories like that where kids would just do stuff to act out just so the parent could show up. I've heard that happen. It's sad. And then like he said, the first thing right. the is like, Oh my god, I had to take off early to come and get you and da 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 and you're like well, I'm glad you noticed me. Because I think a lot of times parents forget that their first job and first responsibility is that child. 
and a lot of them tend to lose sight of that, which is unfortunate, which, you know, goes back to the whole it starts at home thing, because that kid will internalize that, and then you have, you know, that pathology being built, and it just continues mm -hmm. cycle after cycle and perpetuate, and then you have, like, three and four generations of, you know, people who... The same mentality. Yeah. It's just it's just the same thing. And you're asking, well, how do you break the cycle? It has to start somewhere. One person has to be woke. Or woke woke. <laughs> to be able to to be able to recognize it and say, you know what? No. I'm gonna do this differently. Because I mean when you go so so going back to that example with picking the kid up from school, when when you go to pick up the kid from school if you don't really try to understand what is going on with them and why this is happening, you will never get, you will con always have a situation where you're always coming to pick them up. Always having to go yeah, over and get them up. And then it's, it's no longer in the principal's office. It's in juvie or it's downtown or it's, and it's an unfortunate situation, but you know, you can, trace those things and, and look at situations where you you know has a child always been in trouble well no one stopped to find out why what's going on with them what do you need sometimes you just need to just tell the child you know tell the kid mommy loves you mommy will always love you no matter what yeah no matter what has to start has to start early because it is it is so fucked up out there in the world that the one place that the child should feel secure and safe and loved and validated is at home. Because mm -hmm. the world will not give that to you at all. You will spend or your, it will, but it'll be temporary. You will spend your whole life chasing it out there. And you'll never get it. So how, what are the steps on breaking the cycle? question it has to start with one person it has to start somewhere it starts from birth <laughs> from birth and, yes with the child yes showing the child love and affection and then as they grow you start to teach them the proper ways to do things put your put, put your, your diaper in the trash put your if toys you away walk, put the toys away clean up sing the barney song to them Clean up, clean up, everybody everywhere. I'm serious. That worked. That's what we. That's what we say. <laughs> clean up time. But I also want to. I also want to circle back to that video that we. That video that was posted um, on Instagram recently about uh, <clears throat> the woman talking about you know things that adults do in mm -hmm. children's presence. Mm -hmm. I think that is a. I think that is such a key point, and that's why I keep reposting it because I just feel. For those in the back who didn't hear it or didn't get it, here you go. It's a little church for you so you can understand, really. I just think that a lot of times, as adults, we just we don't realize the kind of influence that we have, consciously and especially subconsciously. We, just don't, we don't even realize it. We'll say something and not even think that there are... Ears. Small ears. I mean, they are like sponges. That's all they do. They just suck everything up everything up 
and it's <laughs> my my best friend came to visit with her daughters and uh the three-year-old is at the mocking stage so she mocks everything that we say so you know of course we start spelling out when they get to that age you start spelling out stuff so you don't have to say it but i was talking to her younger sister who is um just a few months old and i was saying hey girl hey girl and so she so the three-year-old starts mocking me she's like hey girl hey girl and i'm like oh she's mocking so she's just like you said, a sponge. She picks up everything. So it's like you have to watch your mannerisms. It's not just talking. It's your mannerisms, your behavior, your language, um, your tone of voice. All of those things. Like kids are listening. You're, you're the example. They're looking at you. You are the example. They're looking at you. Right. And, there's the, if, and especially if they love you. More more than likely they do, especially from that that innocent of a of an age. Um, you're their superhero, so they want to be just, just like, like you. Yep. So they're gonna do everything that you do, down to you know. I see some people's um, children playing in the makeup. Mommy does it. I want to be like mommy. Not that it's a bad thing, but take that into consideration. So breaking the cycle, starting young. Starting young. Teaching them right, right, being available emotionally, right. physically, um, recognizing that even if you weren't given the seeds, you you have to learn the seeds to pass them down so that they can pass along those same seeds to their children. But it, also, but it also starts with you recognizing that you don't have, you need to start somewhere. Yes, be it starts with self. It does start with self. Go to therapy. Or not. Go to therapy. Go to therapy. Or not. Go to therapy. There's talk space. There's EAP. Or not. There are there are there are things out there. You can call. There are there plenty of. They're open twenty four hours. The crisis hotline, and they will literally talk to you. They're very they're very nice. They're trained professionals. Um, you know, they, they may not stay on very long depending on what, um, program it is, but they will, at least by the end of the phone call, they will give you some tools and some resources for you to connect with other professionals. If it, if it needs to be an ongoing situation, shout out to e EAP. What up? What up though? But in terms of breaking the cycle, what I want to touch on is, um, doing your work because I think a lot of people shy away from things like met, like therapy or even discussing anything related to mental health and I struggle with with why 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 if somebody says oh I I I go to therapy twice a week or I go to therapy three days a week like why we look at them with that face like ew yeah like like why would you look at somebody like they go I'm doing therapy. my work you stay where you are I'm gonna leave you right there like I don't un I I struggle with that I I don't understand and I've yet to find someone who can explain that that to me like why there is such a negative connotation with you I know, think doing that. there's a level of embarrassment that comes along with that 
from way, way back. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember that time way, way back? Way back. That's where it stemmed from. <sighs> it was an embarrassing to admit that you did not have it all together, that it wasn't a perfect patty, that life was great, mm-hmm. that you failed somewhere. There's an embarrassment that comes with that. And, you know, that, that thing that our all of most of our parents teach us when we're young, what stays in the house stays in the house or right. what goes on in the house stays in the house there's there's that attitude plus the embarrassment of hey i don't have it all together and i have to seek help back then it was like crazy house help it mm-hmm. wasn't you know just talking out your feelings it was right. literally straight jacket locked up padded room lights out solitary confinement so I think, but I'm being, being on a serious I note, I think that that's where it stemmed from. And we just kept the, that story going for some reason. But that to me is Almost just, like a nursery rhyme. Like you just keep so, it going. But that's so backwards though. Like at this day and age, I just feel like, how do you continue to think that way? I feel like if you think that way, then you're stuck way back there and... You know, you will never get it. You will never make any... You're not making any progress. It's about evolution. Evolution's not just about the newest iPhone or 5K TV. It's about, like, emotional evolution as well. I mean, you can't just say, oh, well, this person's going to therapy, so they must be crazy. Something's wrong with them. Or, like, your shit's fucking together. No, it isn't. But that that is the story. And so people ran with it, and they ran with it until they realize that it's no longer working. Hey, I'm not all put together. And that's okay. I think we have to start accepting us for who we really are. We are not supposed to be perfect people. Nobody is perfect. Anybody that tells me otherwise, I look at them and I say, you're fucking stupid because I don't think that there's anybody on this earth that is perfect, that is all put together, that is a perfect patty, that does not have problems, that they that need to be worked through. I think there's a space that you can get to being a better person, right. but you will never be perfect because that's not how life is. That's not life. So I think if we start to ha- continue to have these types of conversations where we sort of make people aware that, hey, it's okay. It's okay. To go to therapy. Yes, absolutely. And to talk about I've been feelings. I've been in therapy and it was probably one of the best decisions that I could ever made in my life because it made me realize that I don't have it all together. And I was bottling up everything into the point where I was either going to explode or do something else. So instead, I went to therapy. So I'm doing my work. And I think that's how you start. To break the cycle start doing your work start asking those questions i mean evolve your mind your mindset your views on things you you can't just think that oh well this is how it's always been and this is how you know this is how this is what my parents did of my grandparents and this is what they taught me so so this is how i'm gonna do it okay but have you looked at other avenues of doing it is there a better way is there a more efficient way of doing it is there a different way of doing it because you don't have to go down that same path and i think a lot of times you know we just get sucked into oh well this is you know this is what i was taught or this is what my parents did so i'm just gonna go ahead and just do that and 
you know, it just perpetuates perpetuates that pathology, which is unfortunate. Just because those were the seeds that you were given does not mean that you can't plant more for yourself and get more for yourself and then give more. I agree. Different seeds to be sown. Plant them. Start today. Right. Well, until next time. See you, cyclers. Breaking a Cycle would love to hear back from our listeners, or as we call them, cyclers. Contact us at breakingthecyclepod at gmail.com. That's breakingthecyclepod at gmail.com with all your comments, questions, and feedback.